We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Wake up! Wake up! Mike Mulligan and Campbell, and uh, he is the head coach of the Detroit Lions, and he has no regrets about a couple of fourth downs that failed. You're down three points in the NFC Championship. You're in field goal range and it's fourth down. What do you do? F*** it. Go for it. David Haw. He's been listening to, to too much Eminem. Only get one shot. Do not miss your chance to blow. This opportunity comes once in a lifetime. You don't have one shot. This may have been our only shot. It's going to be tough. Everybody in our division is going to be loaded back up. You can't sound like that after you lose that game. You got more than one. You're going to be back. We're going to be back. We're going to learn from this. We are ready to stay on top of the division. We're ready to be here every year. We're going to go to the Super Bowl next time. That's what I want to hear from the guy who is Mr. Feel Good. When you knock us down, we're going to get up. And on the way up, we're going to bite a kneecap off. All right? Start your mornings with Mully and Haw. 5.30 till 10 a.m. on 670 The Score. That's how I start the day. Let's go. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Well, we got some bad news from from Detroit. Bad news for the Bears. They are keeping their offensive coordinator. You know, when we were doing the math about not getting back there, we included the idea that the play caller was leaving and he was going to get a head coaching job. And I don't know that that was a lock, but he was as as well positioned for a head coaching job as anyone in the league throughout the course of the season. And now he's not pursuing a head coaching job this year. He wants to finish things off for the Lions. Morning, well, yeah, happy Wednesday. I think Ben Johnson's announcement or revelation that he's staying in Detroit came as a shock. To everybody, including the Washington Commanders, who were halfway to Detroit on their plane and private jet to interview him and likely hire him. That would be kind of a drag, wouldn't it? That would be kind of a drag. Now, good thing they were also multitasking and they had Aaron Glenn on the agenda, but I don't know what, uh, how serious they were about maybe making him the next commander head coach. But the Ben Johnson news is huge. Big for the Lions. Big for the Lions. We heard Dan Campbell coming in. We talked about that the last couple of days. Boy, has he sounded he sounded despondent after the game about not going back. This makes it more likely that they will be back. This yeah. makes it more uh, likely that the Lions are going to not regress and not to overstate it, but Jared Goff, we talked about yesterday, 
taking a step backward, this allows him to allows Lions fans to think that he'll take another step forward. It's that big. It's huge. Yeah. It's a really, I mean, it's a big deal uh, for teams in the NFC North, including the Chicago Bears. No doubt about it. With due respect to Eric Washington, Shane Waldron. Jeez, I've got to go down the list because they hired a bunch of people t- yesterday. Yeah, I mean, they did. They, did. <laughs> they hired a bunch of people. They got a passing game coordinator. They got a passing game coordinator. Right. They've got Thomas Brown. They've got Kerry Joseph. Mm-hmm. They've got Chris Beatty. They've got Chad Morton. With due respect to all the assistant coaches that the Bears have hired this offseason, this month, I don't know that there's a transaction in the coaching industry that will affect their season more than Ben Johnson staying in Detroit. Yeah, I mean, he's really good at what he does, and it really helps the quarterback, who still has a year left on his contract, and they're talking about extending him. Um, everyone on that offense, they got a lot of young players. They got, you know, Sam Laporta and Jameer Gibbs. They got veterans like David Montgomery and Amon St. Rob Brown. And they got that St. offensive Brown. line. Amon is, Ross St. Brown. That, uh, that offensive line is strong. That, well, they and got the weapons are, Penny Sewell, Frank Ragnow, two of the best in the business. The, the weapons are put in positions to succeed. And we talk all the time about the importance of coaching and play calling and all of the things that give teams a chance. And that's why I think. You know, it's one of the big ones. That, that's why it's such a big deal. Continuity. Yeah. Keeping that group well, together. When you win. They should get better. When you win, continuity is very important. Oh, yeah. If you want to embrace you it, yeah. <laughs> when you win, continuity is something you do want to when embrace. You, when you won't make a move at, at a trade deadline because you prefer continuity. <laughs> and let's go back four what? to six weeks. All of the speculation began when the coaching rumor started. Ben Johnson was going to be the guy that would cost any team $15 million. Yeah. I don't know how that got out there. I don't know if that affected the pursuit of him, but it did seem like the Washington Commanders – were all set to pay whatever was necessary to lure him to Washington, D.C. Doesn't he have a connection there as well? I'm not quite sure, but he was largely considered the most head, the, the most the assistant coach in the cycle, most ready to become a head coach. 37? 37 years now, old. 37 years old. He did not, he turned down basically the Carolina job last year. Nice move. When he was 36. So maybe, I mean, the thing is, he is young enough that if they can just just keep doing the job the way you've been doing it, you're well, going to get another coaching chance. And a lot of these, guys, a lot of these uh, jobs are filled because your season went long. You won a couple playoff games. It's a confident move, but there are no guarantees. No. There are no a, guarantees. It, and if he was listening closely to Dan Campbell on Sunday, he might have thought twice, like, I got to get out of here. Because we're not coming back. No, he just, he probably knows well enough that that's Dan. That's just Dan. Yeah. He's venting. Right. Once he, He's once, just sad. Once he gets his uh, his uh, coffee order in, he'll feel better because right. the he'll, adrenaline will start pumping again. He'll be again. ready to, to bite kneecaps on the way back up. He just needs some caffeine. Just got knocked down. But it was uh, a, a risk because there are no guarantees. What if the Lions do regress? What if... Uh, Jared Goff gets injured. What if there's, you know, there's all kinds of things that could happen and you're never going to be hotter than you are now. 
and yet he's rolling the dice. It's good. It's good. Well, it's good for the Lions. It's bad for the for Bears. Lions. It's bad for the. It's bad for all the teams in the division, uh, because you figured that was one of the reasons they were going to take a step back. I don't know that they are. I don't know that they can't improve. Boy, they bring in good young players. I right? feel much better about their ability to improve and to return to the NFC Championship game right. today than I did when I thought they were going to have to replace an offensive coordinator, because. <laughs> And the Texans are going in a direction a lot of Bears fans did on social media yesterday. Yeah, we'll talk about it. And uh, it's it's just, <laughs> if you were looking for a boost or a reason to think the Lions were going to come back to, you know, the, the pack, if you will, and not the Packers, but well, you just lost one of the biggest reasons you were, you were hoping to cling to. Right. So that was a big news in the NFL. Big news. And then you get home and watch the Bulls and – Want to talk about the NFL? <laughs> well, the Bulls ended up somehow losing that game, which they had a 16-point lead at home. I'm sorry. You're supposed to win that game. Against a team yeah. that is well, – how did Casey Johnson term it? Reconstructing? <laughs> they're, they're not just rebuilding. They're not just re reimagining. They're reconstructing the Toronto Raptors, and they have made trades. And they, I was driving home – from Football Night in Chicago, and I was listening to Chuck and Bill on the radio, and they had a conversation, this is the first half, about the Raptors being one of the worst teams in the NBA and how Chuck speculated correctly that they might be considering tanking the rest of the way. Wow. And not, then Not yesterday. And then they come back and beat the Bulls. That's how bad of a loss that was. That was a really bad loss. You, you know, you've got to be better than teams, and you've got to beat teams you're better than. It's as simple as that. That's how you build up your record. That's how you survive. That was just a bad performance. Listen, they're without Zach Levine, and Patrick Williams didn't play because he's in a walking boat and out for a couple of weeks. And, and honestly, more than anything else, he needs to actively rest. <laughs> he does need the active rest. You know, Zach being out, no. That's my favorite thing <laughs> I've ever heard. I wish my doctor would tell me. You've got to start working hard on resting. You need to start really putting your heart and your mind and your body and your soul into you, doing nothing. i got to go get arrested? What did you say? <laughs> Bulls turned the ball over 20 times. You're not going to well, win many games when you turn they, over 20. They had 20. 10 turnovers at halftime, and you thought going into the game they could afford 10 turnovers for the game. And they got 10 in each half. What? What's that? That's a letdown you can't afford. That's something that you come back from a West Coast road trip and you find an excuse to uh, be sloppy. You're playing a team that is bad and you don't have the intensity where it needs to be. That's partly on the players. It's partly on Billy Donovan. It's on everybody when things are that bad. And they were that bad. They're back at it tonight. Did you did you see the audience share for the uh, the AFC championship, it was the – for, for some reason, the NFC championship has traditionally done better. It was the most viewed AFC championship game ever. Ever? Ever. And it wasn't the primetime game, right? It was kind of the programming that set up the big game, even though that wasn't the big game. The, Two o'clock window on a Sunday. Yeah, that was the AFC game. Yeah. And – there are probably 
a lot of reasons for that being the more highly rated game. 55 million yeah. viewers along that line. At one point, it reached, I think, over 60 million viewers. 64 yeah. it reached. It America's addicted to the NFL. America and that's, is that's, addicted. that's great for us, and it's great for people who love football. Yeah. Uh, it keeps on getting bigger. That number may be as big as it gets, though. I don't know the dynamics will be in play for next year. To even, it could. There are well, a lot of things contributing to why this number is as big as it is. Yeah, and there's a lot of uh, weird kind of conspiracy theories being floated about the NFL making sure the Chiefs got to the Super Bowl because it is um, it is Super Bowl Swifty Eight. <laughs> it is Super Bowl Swifty Eight. That those those conspiracy theories are ridiculous and absurd. Thank you. And uh, they're not yours. They're not mine. I was just. They're not but yours. But they are so absurd. They're, they're definitely absurd. It's awesome to <laughs> see a guy who was running for president stand there and, and give you like a uh, uh, conspiracy theory about yeah, the, the NFL, Taylor Swift, uh, and yeah, the Pentagon. Not to trigger people in our audience necessarily, but the more people talk about the problems they have in the. 15-second cutaways to Taylor Swift throughout the course of any Chiefs game, the more they talk, the dumber they sound, and the more it says about them than Taylor Swift. Yeah, I got to tell you, if you watched any of that stuff and if you care about any of that stuff, get used to it because that's coming for the Super Bowl, just so you know. What's if offensive she actually about it? Pies in what, what's, from, what's bothersome about it to people? I, I really don't understand. To the right wing? I, I think she supported Joe Biden in the last election. You that's think all it's, the, you that's think all it's straightly is. a political statement? Oh, I, I mean, no. I think football fans get tired of the cutaways and all that stuff. And I, I mean, I, let, let's, re- let's we have we it. have texters who get mad I, I, I if the subject comes We're, up. They're mad right now because we mentioned it and you brought it up. Thanks. For, wait, nice job, Molly. Uh, listen, N- nice job. It's a story. It is they're, a story. They, they, do you think those viewers are coming in because it's Mahomes on fire? Or I, I do you think, think, the, I think there's Carl, a little bit of the tight end and the pop singer. Uh, there's a little bit of Carl it. Carl Allegretti starting at guard might have brought in an whole there new you audience. Go. I mean, I watched for it. But look, they, 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 they say that some PR company says that Taylor Swift has brought in for the NFL Three hundred and thirty-one yes. million dollars. Digital, digital uh, platforms. All, all, all the all the jersey platforms. buying, I merchandising. Mean, it's three hundred and thirty. Three thirty. I thought it was three thirty-one. Maybe well, it, by know. by now it might be three thirty-one. It's an but estimate. Three hundred and thirty million dollars. Show a show. Cut to her cheering. Who cares? Who cares? Why does it bother people to that degree? Why are there so many Tony Dungies out there? <laughs> That doesn't make any sense to me why it bothers people to the point. I don't know. And and we have a texter. It's a fake relationship. I don't think so. I think they actually get along a little bit. He, he they, There's a cut of the post game where he's hugging her and she tells him that she's never been happier and then beat ever. Sounds like a good uh, song uh, lyric. It's coming. You know, there's oh, going to be some sort of lyrics coming. A chance you're getting away. From uh, it's it. it's amusing, I think, and it's just going to get even more uh, intense the conversation as we get closer to kickoff, because this will be, I mean, it, the most watched Super Bowl ever. The record number of uh, you know the, the audience, everything's going to be the biggest ever. It's in Vegas. 
<laughs> they're not letting the players go to casinos, basically. The players in the game. I mean, if you're in the NFL and you go there to watch it, I think you can go to a casino and play any game of chance you would want. But they have extended their gambling ban, uh, not just to the games. They don't want players going into hotels and rolling the bones. I asked Florio about that yesterday because yeah. it just seems wildly unrealistic. Although they have to suspend both teams. <laughs> what are they going to do? In in it doesn't it seem almost like you have the Super Bowl in Vegas, but you're telling the the players that they can't basically participate in any of the gambling that makes Vegas what it is, or part of what makes Vegas what it is. And players who are you know going to have they're going to have some time on their hands, right? Oh my God! We should do this. We should. We should. Uh, they're gonna have time on their hands. They so, got an off day. They gotta. You know, you go out. You try to soak in. It's Vegas, baby. You try to soak in some of the atmosphere. I. I it's kind of crazy. But um, we we have a texter checking in. The rumor is Taylor Swift's new song is "You Fumbled My Love" when you ask me to touch down in your town or whatever. Let's go. Like that would be, that would be really funny to write song lyrics. You know, before we get to the Super Bowl, whether it's you know happily ever after or I, I can't imagine break that up. she hasn't at least started as some sort of song about all of this. They've been together since the beginning of the season. She writes so many songs. She probably I mean, will write a song on the way back from Tokyo oh to Vegas God. on the plane. Yes. And it'll be a huge bestseller. Yeah. It'll be part of a new album, and she'll perform that in concert next year. Next year, if they're still together. And if they're not, it'll be a bigger song because it will be include some really good lyrics. Those, are when she, those songs are when she's at her best, when she's writing about a, a love gone wrong. Um, I I think those crazy kids have a chance. Maybe they do. You seem to like. You, see, you seem to have have locked in on the the lip reading aspect and the the uh, no, viral I, video. Yeah, I, where I mean, they basically express the love for each other. I don't live on TikTok. I have a hard time even be, being able to watch it because I don't have the app. But I get sent all these TikToks about her and him and what they're saying. It appears to be very legit. And it, it, it appears, appears to be a like very it, nice can you, it is a sidelight to a great chief season and it will be a sidelight to a s- tremendous Super Bowl. Yeah. But it's not the main story. Um well it is for some new fans. And, and that's a, million. That's okay too, though, because those new fans are new to the NFL community, if you will, sure. of fandom. So more the merrier. More the merrier. There's not you a problem should, yeah, here. It's yeah. not a it's not a negative thing. Football of, as popular as ever is a good thing for the game. But I thought everyone was protesting football. I thought people hated football because of yeah, all that it did to your brain exactly. and all of the other things that, that you remember that phase. But football and love will ruin you. Football and love. Right? Football will mess with your brain. So does love. Have you ever been in love? Good God. What a horrible thing. That's going to be one of the think pieces. It's which right. is worse and harder <laughs> on the long-term effects of your brain. Football or Taylor Swift? Well, not her. Falling it's, in love. No, falling okay, in love. Okay, not Taylor Swift. You know, when you really see people 
like like I, I've seen unbelievable things because you never know what goes on between people. But like I know people that got divorced so they could be together. I, I'm just saying, you mess up all sorts of lives and all sorts of stuff, but you're but this love thing is beating you on the head. Right? Isn't that a problem? <laughs> Sometimes it's a problem. You sound really, you sound really like perplexed. Like you just discovered this thing called love. Oh no, no, I've been in love for a while. So will Taylor Swift have as much? Speak. All right. The, the segue is obviously speaking of women who have impact on a sport. Caitlin Clark's in town. Listen, if you've got the money, you should go watch that game. Good luck getting in. Two bills to get into the the stadium. Caitlin Clark. You want a good seat? Yep. Yeah. Iowa plays Northwestern, the women's basketball game tonight. Welsh Ryan Arena. Caitlin Clark phenomenon continues. You can't get in the door for less than $200. And some of those seats are going between $1,300. And I saw one uh, social media unconfirmed report about $2,000 for a really good one. For like a floor seat? Yeah. She is. If you're going to do that. Shouldn't you have bought season tickets? Shouldn't shouldn't you have been wise enough to realize, oh, she's coming, I should get some good season tickets, and then I'll also get that game? Ideally, you would you think that you could look ahead because you're not gonna you're you're not going to probably go to many Northwestern women's basketball games. She's a phenomenon though. But she's she's, got, she's, she's the got, face of college basketball. She's the face of everything. She like she's got uh, Nike and Gatorade. These are NIL contracts. And she is 22 years old and an estimated $3 million in, in personal wealth. There's not Net a more worth. famous college athlete. There is. Well, I mean, it's weird. But there's not. No, I think she's the most famous basketball player in all of college. Definitely in college who, basketball. Who else? No, I mean, I'm talking about the men's game. Who else? Zach Eady. Yeah, but but it, I'm saying that's the only one Caitlin that would come Clark. close in terms of uh, fame or comparable status and, and, and impact. You know and he's she, the, she has the right to come back. She's going to come out apparently and be the number one pick in the WNBA yeah. draft because she's a marketing tool. Is uh, listen, she can she's like Steph Curry, she can knock down shots from anywhere, but she's also. If if you're a WNBA franchise and you end up with the first overall selection, what what a, that's like you're bringing in money. It would be the Indiana Fever this year. Oh yeah, they got the first pick. She got perf- the first pick. She'd be perfect there. Do they have the fever from the girl? <laughs> They've got the fever. <laughs> they have got the fever. It, 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 that's the that's the uh, that that's the ideal landing spot for her. That is definitely somebody who would be. Go over big from in, Iowa to Indiana in, in, in the state that gave us yeah. Hoosiers. Yeah, Caitlin Clark belongs with that franchise. That would be great. Wow, and you know she has done for the sport. We'll talk about it, but because we're talking to Darren Ravel at eight twenty-five about the impact. You know, Cheryl Miller, you think about how much you know she impacted the game. Uh, Candace Parker, there are other examples, but she's at the top of that list. Just just a rare college athlete that has universal appeal. That team's going to be totally good, agree. by the way, too, because they got uh, Aaliyah Boston, too, the last year's number one pick. So 
the fever? The fever. Do you, I think, do you follow the league or are you? Just, I love me some WNBA. I do you really? Do you? Do you? Um, can you just rattle off some of the team names? Chicago Sky. Sky. You got the Connecticut Suns. Suns. You got the uh, Minnesota Lynx. The Lynx. Yeah. Mercury. Oh, the the Lynx. Mercury. Mercury. Phoenix Mercury. Lost. So, yeah. Someone said that most of the WNBA um, names sound like a a style of marijuana. It's like a top, a, 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 um, a, a they all have like weird names where you kind of, it, it's like naming some kind of ganj. We, we should save our ticket, David and uh, Mully and David, we should save our ticket for a Sky game when the Fever play them. Then we can see Caitlin we should, Clark. We should buy season tickets just to get that game. I got to get me some Sky. <laughs> it's a great name. What would Sky season tickets go for? Because getting one for that game would be probably worth it's, it. There you go. Now we're now we're talking. Thinking ahead. You get your you get your seasons, and then when she makes her debut here in Chicago, you sell your floor seat for what two thousand dollars. See, $3, now I would go to watch. You would sell your seat. Oh, if I get three thousand dollars for a ticket, I, <laughs> I well, you wouldn't go. Um, if you had a ticket for tonight's game, would you scalp it or would you go? That's a good question. Here's the problem. Like, I, I, I will watch the game, but I'm not sure how much of it I'll watch. And I'm not sure how competitive it's going to be. And I'm not – I don't know. I don't know if I'd do it. <laughs> I, I mean, two grand? It's a lot of dough. I'd probably sell my ticket. I Although I did have tickets – uh, through Loyola to the Final Four, and a guy offered me um, two thousand dollars for my my two tickets to the final after the game ended, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna save those tickets and give them to my buddy who saves tickets." I just didn't feel like selling off my seats, and I thought I had gotten them. You know the right to buy them. Some the things are just priceless. Be, it would be too much. For yeah, me. I get it. Some people feel about that that way about tonight. I saw you at that game. Do you remember? Yes, that? I do remember that were, game. Yeah, I was there. Yeah, I didn't pay two grand to be there. Uh, I couldn't sell my price. I didn't pass. either. I, I did, but I, I do remember sell that it. game well. Yeah, yeah, I was there with my buddy Napes. You good came weekend. by. We had a chat. That was a good weekend. It's cheaper to get season tickets for a Sky game than. Going to this Caitlin Clark's game. This right is now. what I'm it's telling you. It's under two thousand dollars. And then you could, then you could have, you could have your seasons for the rest of the year, and you could, you know, enjoy those games. Those they're pretty fun to go to. Mm-hmm. I've been to WNBA games. Do you, I, I, do you I, bet I, the WNBA? I, 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 I'm not going to call you on that one. <laughs> that, You're not going to call me. I'm not going to come home and call You're you. You're going to call me a liar? Is that no? I'm not calling you a liar. I just. I'm not, not going to ask you. I'm not going to do a segment of reminiscing about all the WNBA no, no, games. No, no, When my girls were young, I took them to a couple of games. We went to a couple of Northwestern games. They've had a very good program for a very long time. They have. Yeah. They have. But I don't know if they have enough to beat Iowa. Could be fun. We'll see. All right. We've got the pick six. We got all of the stories of the day, and we'll break them down. We'll do that next. It's Mully and Haw on the score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's Pick 6 with Mully and Haw, where we debate the top six sports stories of the day and then open it up to you, the Chicago sports fan. Call us at 312-644-6767, or you can tweet your thoughts at Mully Haw. Pick 6 with Mully and Haw starts now. How stunned are you that the Lions OC announced he's staying in the same role with the Lions of Detroit and won't be interviewing for either of the two available head coaching openings in Washington and Seattle? Does he want to finish the job in Detroit? Was he afraid he wouldn't get either job, or is he clearly waiting for the Bears' job next year? (laughs) Uh, You know, I don't know Ben Johnson. I don't know what's in his heart or his mind or how he's uh, plotting out his life. But I do think that he's a good football coach. And I don't know that it's the Bears job that he has his eye on, but I would imagine when you look at the NFL, there are going to be openings, and there are going to be a lot of them on a yearly basis, you know. NFL, not for long. So um, I, I, I just think that, the situation he's in, he knows it's a good situation. He feels comfortable where he's at with what he's doing. And I feel like maybe there wasn't certainty that he was getting one of these jobs as much as we had anticipated him getting a job. There's only two left, and uh, there's a lot of pretty good candidates out there. So the fact that he opted to stay is a good thing for Detroit, bad thing for the Bears. But – I think he'll leave next year. Uh, he's a young guy, and I think he's going to have all sorts of options. Great for the Lions, bad for the Bears. Uh, I can raise my hand that I was shocked, I was stunned, and I felt gutted. I felt that the Lions would be hung over. That was an awful loss out in San Francisco on Sunday. They're potentially going to lose their offense. I, I, I mean, I was sure they were losing their offensive coordinator, and there was a possibility that they were losing their defensive coordinator. Now they could still lose their defensive coordinator. They won't have the same roster. You know, is he waiting for the Bears job? Is he waiting for the Cowboys job? Does he not like the commander's new ownership? Is Seattle too far away? Or 
Or the other rumor was that he wanted $15 million a year. <laughs> now, this morning, Mike Florio has a report that Harbaugh is getting $16 million a year. Mm-hmm. So a total of $80 million guaranteed for Harbaugh to go out to the Chargers. And again, as much as I'm not a Harbaugh guy, you know, Ben Johnson is not Jim Harbaugh. So maybe, you know, Ben Johnson's price tag was a little lofty. I have two thoughts on this, the impact and then the opinion about what it what it was. The impact is great for the Lions, bad for the NFC North because it suggests that the Lions are capable of staying on top, that Garrett, Jared Goff is going to continue to make the progress that we saw this year, and they're going to be a team with all those weapons in the offensive line, and he's going to keep things rolling because that's continuity you want to embrace when you win the division and get to the NFC Championship game. Good for the Lions, bad for the rest of the, the, the conference. But if I'm Ben Johnson, I woke up this morning wondering if I've made a terrible mistake. I have to think that you, you're all right about what he is possibly looking at. Maybe the Cowboys' job will be open. Maybe the Bears will have Caleb Williams in a, in a coaching vacancy. Maybe there will be all kinds of opportunities out there for me that are better than the Commanders and better than the Seahawks. But you know what? Maybe it won't be because it is not for long and there are no guarantees and there's always going to be another hot coordinator, isn't there? Remember when Kellen Moore was a hot coordinator? I could go down the list. There will be names. You're like, oh, yeah, I remember him. Remember when we were worried in Chicago if Luke Getze would be a guy that's going to, we're going to lose after a year because he's going to be a great head coach? I know the Bears didn't succeed to the level that the Lions did, but there's always going to be another guy. And there are only 32 of those jobs. I can't help but wonder if Ben Johnson talked himself out of the career opportunity that not well, everybody gets. You know, who's the who's the quarterback? I mean, what's the situation? That's what you got to ask yourself. And and also, the guy makes $1.5 million. So let's say they double his salary, mm-hmm. which they could easily do. He, uh, the Lions? Bet. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, you know, I, I mean, I... I when I you get into coaching, do you say, call. I want to be the offensive coordinator of an NFL team? Or do you say, I want to be the head coach of an NFL team? I want to be a head coach of the right NFL Okay. Team. All right. I think that I want to be the head coach of an NFL team because if I'm waiting for that perfect spot, I think the chance may pass me by. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a big question. With the Super Bowl featuring an interesting combination at quarterback position, are you inclined to believe the Bears should draft a quarterback with the number one overall pick and pray for a Patrick Mahomes impact, or should they trade down, collect the potential All-Pros, and hope to see Justin Fields as a bigger, stronger, better version of Brock Purdy? What modus operandi do you prefer? (laughs) It's fun to have the comparison with the Super Bowl teams and to look at the methods they use and and try to apply it. Nothing that happens in the Super Bowl is going to affect the way I look at the Bears' situation, and it is a great situation to be in. I heard Dan and Lawrence talking yesterday, and I understand why you would look at it in Dan's conclusion about they could be make a bad decision or a worse one. And and I, I would look at it almost the other way. They, they You could, or you could look at it, well, you know, you could make a good decision or a better one. I think you can get to the playoffs next year with Justin Fields as your quarterback. I think you can think about winning a Super Bowl one day or getting there with Caleb Williams as your draft-picking quarterback. So I do think that there are different ways to look at this, and I would think that you're always going to want that shot with the elite guy giving you that opportunity or that chance. 
So that is the Patrick Mahomes model. I think that's better and probably maybe a higher risk, maybe, than, than maybe building around a guy like Brock Purdy, the Brock Purdy example, the 49ers example, where you have the infrastructure and you plop in the quarterback. But I think you always want to think big and bold and ambitiously, and that's what the Patrick Mahomes idea is, and that's what I think the Bears should do. Whether or not the Chiefs win or not, I still think that they should be committed to looking at that position the way that one the right choice can elevate everyone else around him. And to me, it's a bigger risk that Justin Fields is going to reach his potential as a Super Bowl-caliber quarterback than it is for Caleb Williams. I, I can't I can't get I can't get on board with Caleb Williams. I, I don't understand why everybody says Caleb Williams is Patrick Mahomes 2.0. I, I don't I don't see it. I'm not I'm not there. I'm not on board. And the Bears are not a quarterback away from winning the North and never giving it back. They are more than that away. And if 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 there's if you look at all these mock drafts, they're talking. They're talking the first three picks of the draft could be quarterbacks. That's how hungry teams are for quarterbacks. So if you're the Bears, go from one to two. What's that worth? Go from two to three. What's that worth? Oh, somebody else wants a quarterback? Go three to four and get Marvin Harrison Jr. and three to four first-round picks and potentially, let's say, a defensive lineman that can play 60% of the snaps on Sundays, that's what I would do. Um, yeah, that's interesting. So you want to you wanna trade that pick and get as many players out of it as you can. Is that your idea? Well, I mean, I'm only willing. I'm just asking. I'm not, yes, I'm only okay. willing to go down to four. I'm not willing to go down. I don't want to go to 10 to 12 like they did last year like and get the number one, future number one. I still want to stay like top five and collect three future first-round picks. Yeah, I I, um, I I really find this interesting because I think it is – it's not a dilemma. It's an opportunity, and it's an opportunity to either get someone and kind of hit the restart button, and by the way, and I know no one likes hearing that, you know, a rookie contract helps. It means you have a contract that is going to be within these parameters – at this price, and you're going to be able to spend money on other positions. It's like refinancing your house. It, it really is. It, it is. It, it's like all of a sudden things are loosened up and you're feeling better about uh, the certainty. Um, obviously, you got to be right about the guy. So Dustin doesn't think this is the guy, and that's fine if you don't like Caleb Williams. Um, and I think that he's the presumptive number one pick, we are at the beginning of a process here that happens every year, and you're in the right phase of it, Dustin. You try to tear the guy down and tear the guy down and find every little problem, and everyone has them, and every quirk, and everyone has them. And then when you get to the end of that process, you kind of build the guy back up and make your decision to go with the guy. That, that happens with every player in the first round of the draft, with every team that's picking. It's just the way you have to kind of go through it. So you're in the right stage of it. But the reality is, if this guy is a generational talent, if you conclude after watching the tape and interviewing him and all the rest of it that he's a winner, then you you 
grab him and you hope like hell that you were right in, in your evaluation. What? And, yeah. No, yeah, I think that's that's well put. What stage is denial? <laughs> Whatever stage Dustin's been in, lo these <laughs> many years. I mean, we got to go back to this, okay? I mean, you know, like I let you, you guys create yep. the questions. Everybody knows that. I think that listens to the show, but there, there's like so much meat on this bone that needs to be addressed. We'll be talking about it till the draft, but we should definitely get back to it. Well, that's the three hundred seventy-five million dollar question. As we all know, Tom Brady is scheduled to replace Greg Olson in the Fox broadcast booth as the network's number one analyst. Is that fair? Does it matter? Are you looking forward to that, or are you dreading it? It's a great question. I, I, I got to tell you, I'm looking forward to it. I, I think Greg Olson has been great, and I think I would, I would seriously prefer him to a lot of people that are propped up. But, you know, you read things about Tom Brady and how he's working on his broadcast chops, and he, he is looking forward to doing this job, he's still paying attention to every detail of it, and he has said that he believes he can add to the conversation and to the popularity of the league, and he believes he has information that people would really enjoy. So I want to I want to hear him. I I I know I'm I'm supposed to say I know Greg Olson, and Greg Olson is his. Checked every box. You're not and supposed to when say you that. have a guy like that. No, I'm just saying generally in life, <laughs> when you know someone and you you like them and you've had interaction with them. But the reality is, good as he may be, if Tom Brady comes in, don't you want to know what he thinks about a play, about what's happening right now in a game? If he is working as diligently as it has been rumored, and a lot of people thought they they were going to get to a point where they just added. Tom, and they had a three-man booth. He didn't want that. He's not going for that one. He's going to be calling the game, and that's that. And I got to tell you, good or bad, I will be listening to Tom Brady for as many games as he's doing. I would would prefer to watch a game Tom Brady is doing than uh, anybody else. And that's because I don't know if he's good or not, and I'm really curious. If those skills, the way that he made himself the greatest quarterback in league history, I want to know how, if that is applied to an analyst job, what that sounds like. Oh, sorry. I was looking at Greg Olson's Wikipedia page to look at all of his playoff success as a player. He has what? how many how many Super Bowl rings does Greg Olson have? I mean, every oh my, how dare Fox taking the Fox gave him Fox gave him the a chance in the first place. CBS didn't CBS wasn't what calling does Greg Super Bowl rings have to do with anything. Quite quite a bit, David. We talk about it quite a bit. Troy you know, Aikman how many, has for, more. Don't, than don't Tony we want one? Romo. Don't, don't we, an as, as Bears fans, don't we want for, one? You, you have for an analyst. It helps. Uh, no, it's that's credibility. A, that's a different criteria. It's credibility. Troy, Troy Aikman, greater than Tony Romo. <laughs> I would say. I mean, the rings and everything. How many uh, Tony Romo's playoff success? You know why Tony Romo has the job he has? Because he played quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, and they thought that they were getting. Troy Aikman light that the Cowboy, you know, there's a lot of, look at, there's a lot of Cowboys from that era in the booth. Greg Olson's really good. 
Tom Brady's better. I can't believe And it. Tom Brady's working at this. He's working hard at this. I, and I, I appreciate that. And here's the thing. Greg Olson, I'd rather hear Greg Olson on the Super Bowl sitting right. next to Jim Nance. Okay? You know, if you had Greg Olson with one of the top crews in football and you had um, Troy Aikman with one of the top crews in football, oh, by the way, you do. And if you had Tom Brady with one of the top crews in football, oh, by the way, you're going to next year. That's good for us as fans. Go back to Wikipedia. <laughs> I, I've never heard of evaluating analysts based on their Super Bowl rings on the number of championships they've won. If you want to do that with quarterbacks, that's fine. That is what we do in football. Greg Olson has earned the right to keep his job. Sorry. Tom Brady has earned the right to be known as the greatest quarterback ever. I'm not waiting with bated breath to hear what he has to say about the Falcons against the uh, Buccaneers or whatever the game is. If he gets into the booth, if he actually does go into the booth this time, maybe it'll be interesting. And I think a year from now, remind me how silly this is because he'll probably be, be very good. But if I'm looking for it's hard to find good analysts it's hard to find guys that you think speak about the game intelligently and understand what they're watching and anticipate things and explain the game and you learn something and they're entertaining in the process greg olson is an excellent analyst i don't know if tom brady will be maybe he's entertaining he's a celebrity he has all the rings wikipedia told me he does a radio show and he does a radio show but i i'm not in any hurry I'm not in any hurry at all. So Greg Olson should be on the one team and Tom should be on the B team. Well, I, you can't do that contractually. I'm not a, I'm not naive. I know Wikipedia. Are you sure, are you sure it says in this contract sure, that he has to be on the A team? I, I'm pretty sure that they're not going to pay him what they're invested in him and put him on the B team. Well, now you just answered your own question. How, how did I how did because I Because that's, that's why he's replacing Greg Olson. And Greg Olson knew this going in. Yes. This wasn't like like the, he had the it's chair pulled. It's not like he had the yeah. chair pulled out and from him when the music stopped. they're not firing Greg Olson. They're, they're moving him to the second group, right? The question is, is that fair? No. Does okay. it matter? No. Are you looking forward to that? No. Dreading it? Yes. <laughs> well, no, that's a good question. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> that might come back. Oh, How much faith beautiful. do you have in the Bulls rookie Julian Phillips, whose role will increase with Patrick Williams out for two weeks with an injury? Do you view this season more as a developmental one or one where making the playoffs should take precedent? I don't think the Bulls know yet. I, I think that they're stuck in that NBA purgatory play-in round of four games under 500. That was a terrible loss. 20 turnovers oh. against a Raptors team that's reconstructing or whatever the heck they're doing. Julian Phillips needs to get some time. You need to know what you have. He had a great debut or the first extended action against the Blazers. He gives first off the bench last night. I'd like to see that Dalen Terry's hurt. That's a setback because you, you do want to develop these guys. Ayodesunmu has developed. He's now on a streak of uh, consecutive double-figure games. He's looks like he's getting it now. But I don't know what the Bulls are doing. Once they get Zach back, can they trade him hurt? We'll find out in about a week because they need to do something. This running in place is getting old. The Bulls had an opportunity last night to kind of grab your attention. There was nothing else going on. The NFL's taking time off. If you're sick of Taylor Swift, you're blocking that out. And had an okay first half, but just okay. It was kind of, I was watching because you're 
what you should do. And they just they stink out loud. And you could say, oh, they don't have Patrick Williams. They don't have Max Levine. What, what would you expect? The Raptors got nothing. The Raptors, they, they, they're, they're rebuilding. They're reshuffling the deck. And the Bulls had a 16-point lead. I mean, again, is Julian Phillips going to be part of the, 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 the Bulls team that wins the, a playoff series? I don't think so. Um, okay. And this is not going to be the answer anyone's looking for, but isn't that why you have the G League? <laughs> isn't that why, you know, isn't the developmental league where guys should be developing and the NBA is where you should be trying to make the playoffs with your, your star-filled, heavily paid roster? So I don't really think the Bulls are going to make a ton of moves on February 8th. I, I, I have a hard time believing it. And I think what we're talking about here, you know, I, Julian Phillips, is, you know, was, you wanted him to develop um, because Patrick Williams is hurt. You want Patrick Williams to develop. That's what you want. You want him healthy and you want him playing. Um, I, I don't know what to make of, of again, guys that probably should be developing in the G League as opposed to the NBA. But that's sometimes where you find yourself. That's all. You know, to answer your question. How do you feel about Formula One reportedly having applied for trademarks of Formula One Chicago Grand Prix and Grand Prix Chicago on the 19th day of January, according to the U.S. Patent Office records? After the NASCAR experience last summer, would you welcome Formula One race? What if it was a 10-year commitment according to the rules? Yeah, apparently they have rules in uh, Formula One where you, if you agree for a Grand Prix, you're kind of you got to lock in for 10 years. Um, listen, I'm not going to pretend like I understand the difference between what you saw last year with the NASCAR race, which I had fun with. It ended up being kind of a cool event. We love big events in this town. And um, I've always felt that Chicago should be on a Formula One, uh, have a Formula One Grand Prix and have them come here and be part of that. I don't know anything about it. I'm not a car guy. I, I Most of the cars I've driven in my life, I'm, I'm saying 11 have wound up being junked. <laughs> and it took me a long time to 11 get... 11 cars? And I had 11 cars I drove when I was younger God. that wound up junked. I'm not making that up. So, uh, I mean, a friend of mine once gave me a car. It, it, what a wonderful thing to do for a buddy. Uh, but I, I got to tell you, it, it's just one of these things where I think... Just from the outside looking in, that Formula One might be classier than NASCAR. I'm not trying to offend anyone with NASCAR because I really did enjoy it. I enjoyed it in the rain. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, But Formula One, I mean, like Tony Stark would drive a Formula One car. That's pretty awesome. I think that would be really cool to see in Chicago. Ten years of it? Mm. Yeah. I don't know. As much grief as we hear about the city and as much time as I don't spend in the city anymore other than doing this job, it's still a good thing for the city that things want to come here. 
I mean, the, 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 there are all kinds of things. La, did, like last year, wasn't there a st- like Chicago had like a, a record setting tourism year, like an all time. And I'm sure part of that was NASCAR, right? Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift, the Cubs, um, you know, somebody taking a boat ride past the 78. Um, it's, <laughs> you th- th- do that. There's nothing wrong with this, in my opinion. Now, I, I heard a lot of negativity about the NASCAR race coming to Chicago, I thought, on this show, but that seems to have changed. Yeah, I agree. I don't know that I was that negative. Not you. Yeah, okay. No, I was pretty negative. Yeah, I think so. Because but it was shaking I, the pictures I, at the art institute. I think, <laughs> hey, that, I think that's, that's valid. Those are valid concerns. I think there's a difference between NASCAR and Formula One in terms of the appeal. Uh, NASCAR drivers are very fan-friendly. I don't know that Formula One drivers aren't. Don't I they don't, all speak French? I know less about it. I don't know that. See, that's a funny joke because we don't know. I don't know. Because there's there's a, a little bit of a mystery. Ask Vegas. Look at Vegas. They had a Formula One race. I think a 10-year commitment is a bridge too far. I, I like the fact that they are interested in the, making the, the, the taking the measures with the trademarks and all that. But I do look at Block Club Chicago, who reported that Ronnie Reese, you know Ronnie Reese, he's the mayor's uh, spokesman said sure. the mayor's office has not been in talks with Formula One about a race in Chicago. So it makes me wonder if there is interest on behalf of Formula One, but maybe the mayor's office and Brandon Johnson are like, well, we're being very ambitious when it comes to sports already. We've got a NASCAR race. We've got Soldier Field. We've got the Sox going to the South Loop. Let's tap the brakes, literally or figuratively, That's, and say, and, wait a second. And, and that is fine, but you got to admit, that this city, you know, thanks to the to, to our founders, you built you built a park system around the lake, yes. which gives you greater perspective on the the beautiful skyline Any of Chicago. Race. It will bike look, race, car race. It, it was marathon. like a beautiful yeah. advertisement Great. at NASCAR. Thing. No Chicago doubt about looked it. beautiful, and I think this we will look even classier and beautiful. <laughs> okay. That's this will be a pick six. There's your ball game. And make sure the South Loop Stadium shows that skyline. And deep dish pizza. How do you explain the ticket prices for tonight's Northwestern women's basketball game over at Welsh Ryan Arena featuring Iowa and superstar Caitlin Clark? How big of an event is this for women's sports in this area? It's huge. It, you, you're going to need $200 just to get in the door. And I think people want to be part of history. And this is historic. Caitlin Clark is the most famous college athlete alive right now. She is. Basketball, give me a college football player that you can identify as quickly as you can, Caitlin Clark. Her economic impact is real. Oh, it's real. $3.8 million the Iowa women's basketball program generated last year. She's worth $3 million. 1.1 million social media followers. Uh, it's referred to as Caitlin Onomics in Iowa. She's got 3,389 points. She has done for the sport what Cheryl Miller did for women's basketball, what Candace Parker did for women's basketball, Sue Bird, Diana Taurasi, whatever you want to look at in terms of a pioneer. Caitlin Clark is getting that done. People want to watch her play and see her shoot and see her make shots from half court. Just be careful if Northwestern happens to upset Iowa tonight. Do not rush the court, or if you do, watch out who you're running over. <laughs> uh, that's beautiful.
Well, I'm really disappointed in myself that I didn't think ahead um, and try to get in on this at the ground floor. We, we knew who Caitlin Clark was last yeah. year. This wasn't a shock that she's continued to grow. It's a huge, you know, here's the thing. It's, it's a huge event for women's sports in this area. It should be a huge event for sports, period. We shouldn't have to put women's sports ahead of this. It's a big deal. And for those of you that don't have $200 to get in the door or $2,000 to sit close enough where you can find out what Caitlin Clark had in the pregame meal, maybe deep dish pizza, um, the game is on Peacock tonight. So if you don't have Peacock, spend the 6 bucks, and it's worth, it'll be worth your $6 investment for one month of Peacock. Yeah, um, I, I think that that's the answer to this question. Um, you know, why? I think we're seeing... A, a huge budding of women's sports, and it coincides with this uh, th- this growth of a player. And so, women's sports getting more time than ever. ESPN broadcasts the tournament, so they're broadcasting games, and you're watching it more and more. And she is the superstar of the sport. Uh, the college sport. I think there are obviously we've seen like she's like the Cheryl Miller. I mean, she's just this iconic college player. You know, if she wanted to, she could come back to college next year, probably make more money and um, be able to. If if you see her announce that she's going to play another year, and I don't think she will, I think she'll go to pro. But Jump on those season tickets for Northwestern yeah. women, and you'll have a ticket for the game. I think you go to the NBA, WNBA and take a pay cut. That's what, it, that's what it would be. All right. Big moment for her here. All right. We got the extra point. We got to get to it. Mully and Haw on the score. Set up this extra point. It's time for the extra point with Mully and Haw on 670 The Score. How do you explain the Chiefs-Ravens game averaging 55.47 million viewers on CBS, making it the most watched AFC championship game ever? What about the Super Bowl Swifty 8? Will that set an audience record as well? There's no doubt that Super Bowl Swifty 8 is going to set an audience (laughs) record. And there's very little question why the Chiefs-Ravens game averaged 55 0.47 0.47 million viewers on CBS, even though it was in the kind of the opening act slot, right? The two o'clock central time slot. And it was the build up to the other game, but it wasn't the other game. It was the game. Why do people watch? Well, you'd say, well, Patrick Mahomes is playing in this game and he's the best player in the NFL. And you'd be right. You could say, well, Kelsey and Mahomes best combination ever. Uh, best thing since Tom Brady and Gronk, and you'd be right. But you could also just be honest. People were watching, in part, that audience number is what it is because Taylor Swift was in a booth, and people want to see her react to her boyfriend catching 11 passes. And she reacted, and they cut away. I don't think that they did so in a way that was irresponsible or – uh, was was over the top. I feel mm-hmm. like they showed us what we wanted to see. There's a reason why the Apex Marketing Group reported on Monday that Taylor Swift <laughs> has been worth 331 
$1.5 million in terms of the equivalent brand value of her association with the Chiefs and Travis Kelsey. That's a lot of money. There's a lot of interest, and it's only going to grow from here. She will get there from Tokyo, and we will all watch her and wonder what she's writing uh, next and what song she's going to s- s- put together about this whole episode. <laughs> and uh, I easily expect it to be the biggest audience ever for a Super Bowl. But there were I heard a lot of talk going into Super Wild Card Sunday. It's not the wild card anymore, but the Chiefs-Ravens was anticipated as the better game. Part of that was the point spread. And I'm not even talking about the gambling act. I'm saying based on the point spread, it was a tighter game. The, the 49ers were a full touchdown favorite, while the Ravens were, depending on, were right about a field goal favorite. Plus, it was, you want to be there. You remember the whole thing when we were talking about boxing a little bit, Floyd Mayweather, and you wanted to be tuned in when Floyd Mayweather finally got a bloody nose or finally got knocked to the ground. You wanted to be there when the Chiefs finally were dethroned. And so for as much people, like, there, I think there's also, like, the Taylor Swift thing, while it brings in fans, like, there's a group of people out there that want to see the Chiefs fall and want to see Travis Kelsey stumble so that we don't have to see Taylor Swift anymore. And so they're tuning in for that. Well, guess what? <laughs> You're helping the cause, okay? Plus, it was a really bad sports weekend. What else are you going to watch? The weather's been crappy. Where are you going? So, I mean, I'm not surprised, and I think that Super Bowl 58 is going to have huge numbers, and a little tiny bit of that will be because of Taylor Swift. What Did they say, was she on 14 seconds? She was on TV for 14 seconds of a three-hour and 30-minute broadcast. Now, after the game, after the game, she was on TV a lot more because she was on the field standing next to her boyfriend who, oh, by the way, set a massive record on Sunday afternoon. Yeah, yeah. Um, all of that true. I, I think the, um, the politicization of her is also fascinating to watch because you got two extremely old white guys battling for the presidency, and there is a fear of this 34-year-old woman who can control so many of her followers. I mean, all she's got to do is is, uh, is turn on these people that are attacking her now. It doesn't make any sense to me why you'd want to, you know, rile her up or that crowd up. But, yeah, there are, you know, 331 million added to the .5, excuse me, added to the NFL coffers is pretty extraordinary. And I would send any official that could help them out to increase the popularity of the league. We'll, we'll get into this probably later, maybe tomorrow. But the Chiefs went through a season with a lot of adversity. And it is extraordinary, extraordinary that they are in the Super Bowl. Now, I, I'm not taking any wave, anything away from the Niners. They had some injuries and they lost three in a row, whatever it was. But the Chiefs were really bad. At, at different points in the season. And the fact that they're here is extraordinary. And there were people earlier in the year who thought that the distraction of Taylor Swift was damaging the team because the tight end couldn't catch the ball anymore. I, I'm telling you, this story is a great sports story about both these guys headed to the Hall of Fame 
and, and playing great, great football on the way to the Super Bowl this year. We'll be we'll be taking all that into account when we make our picks. Eventually. This may be oddly the most impressive run to the Super Bowl for the Chiefs because of what it required to get there. It's it's a great point, and and the fact that you know didn't they lose to the Raiders on Christmas Day? Yeah, they looked terrible. The Raiders. They looked terrible, yeah. too. Okay. They weren't ready for that game. All right, we, uh, we'll get to your phone calls. Uh, a lot of people were fired up about, uh, about Tom Brady coming back to the booth. <laughs> we'll take all your calls. Call us back. Whatever. Make a point. Yeah, whatever, mean, you, whatever you want to talk about. Are you, are you excited Greg Olson is getting <laughs> uh, bumped for no good reason? Do you want to hear Tom, or is that overkill, too? 312-644-6767, Mullion Hall on the score. As we all know, Tom Brady is scheduled to replace Greg Olson in the Fox broadcast booth as the network's number one analyst. Is that fair? Does it matter? Are you looking forward to that, or are you dreading it? The question is, is that fair? No. Does okay. it matter? No. Are you looking forward to that? No. Dreading it? Yes. <laughs> Uh, that is a great answer. Um, yeah, I would say that I have a little different opinion. I think, is it fair? Probably not, being honest about it. You know, not not the fairest thing I've ever seen. Although, when they hired him as the number one guy in the booth, he knew he was replacing, he was filling in for a year for Tom. It I wasn't suppose, a shock to him. I just think it when you look at, professionally speaking, and whatever – Whatever line of work that you happen to be in, yeah. Whatever walk of life, when you have probably the best year of your professional career in that specific field, yes, and you get demoted for it or at the end of it, mm. it just seems wrong. No, I don't think you got demoted for it. I think you knew when you went into the number one booth that it was a temporary gig. He did great at it. He was fantastic. I really believe if that. You, if you had a coach sitting out a year well, and the interim gets your team to a place where you didn't expect it to be, do you just do you just not have that coach continue in that role? I, I mean, there are different analogies you could make. I just think that Greg Olson did enough. It's hard enough to find good analysts. I, I, I'm not arguing with you. Um, I just think he knew what the position was when he went in, and I think I'd rather hear Tom Brady. I'm excited to hear Tom Brady. Maybe he'll be terrible, and maybe you'll regret it, and maybe you'll move things around. But by all accounts, he's working at broadcasting in his free time like he worked at being a quarterback when he was in the NFL. So I don't think he's going to embarrass himself. I don't think so either. I, I think he'll probably be very good. I, I, I'm reacting to Craig Olson being a guy that has ascended to the top of his profession very quickly, and I am going to miss that regularity in the big moments of the biggest games. Mm-hmm. And he did he did uh, the job in a way that was you know reflective of his experience as a player. It was uh, honest and. Genuine and and Tom Brady could be very good. There, it, two things can be true: Tom Brady is working hard at being a great analyst that he's likely to be because of who he is, and Greg Olson worked equally hard to put himself in a position to miss him. And I'm going to miss him. And that's fair. That's fair. But 
all I'm saying is that they didn't, you know, I don't know. I mean, listen, I, like I said, I know Greg Olson. I've met Greg Olson. I've talked to Greg Olson. I've had dinner with him. I don't want to, I, I don't want to diss him. And I, and I think he's done a really good job. But he's not Tom Brady. Well, I, I think that he's not in terms of stature. I don't know what you've heard to make you believe that Tom Brady is going to automatically be a better analyst. I didn't ever said he was. No, I think that there's a, there's an assumption that he will be. Well, I just, or else he wouldn't be getting I, the gig. Yeah, I think it's going to be – I think he's going to be good. I think he knows the game inside and out, and I think that he's going to offer insights to – what he's looking at I, I and don't, how you go about doing that. I think it's going to be great. I, he's the best at what he ever did. I know he was as a quarterback. I think Magic Johnson was the best point guard who ever lived. He wasn't a very good analyst. And I think other sports have other examples of guys, because you are very good at a sport, maybe the best ever doesn't necessarily guarantee that you are going to be able to explain and articulate your thoughts and opinions and analyze the game in a way that is better than somebody who doesn't have your collection of Super Bowl rings or World Series trophies or whatever. Um, I don't think Brady got the gig because he's um, a great quarterback. I think that, Mm. you know, obviously his name helped him, but I think that he's like a commercial star He's done a lot of media stuff, reality television. They, they're they not going to limit him to just doing – they're paying him so much money. They're not going to limit him to just doing play by uh, color commentary. But I think he's going to be really good at that. And I know that there's an aspect of overexposure to him that you don't get with Greg Olson. And Greg did a great job. But I, I do I do think that um, – that it's going to be fun to hear Tom Brady. I, I'm not sick of Tom Brady. I love the idea of when when Romo first came in, he knew the game. He knew everything about he was, And then he's just gotten to a point where he's gotten, I think, lazier in his preparation. Well, that's a different story. I, I don't know if he's lazier in his preparation, but he certainly has not, he has awesome. not improved, and he's, he's gone the other way in the eyes of many. And you know, you, everyone's got their favorites, and everyone has their reasons why. Tony Romo was terrific in his first season because he, he was authentic. Now a lot of what he does seems a little forced. I, I agree with that. I think, though, that Tom in his first year is going to be good. I think he's going to be real good. I don't think he's going to embarrass himself or ruin his reputation. I think that um, you know that's a guy right now that could be playing in this, in this Super Bowl. Didn't, didn't the Niners want to bring him in for mm-hmm. a year? I mean, that's pretty good. Uh, this is not a commentary on Tom Brady, the football player, right. or the Tom Brady, the Super Bowl champion, or the greatest quarterback ever. Strictly on whether or not that automatically qualifies him as the game's top analyst. Again, I think the problem we're having is Greg Olson knew all about this. This is not sneaking up on him. They told him when he they promoted him, that Brady was coming in next year. He took a year off after playing football. That's it. We'll talk about it. 312-644-6767.
It's Chicago Sports Radio, 6-7. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.